0: reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company,
1: Golden, Colorado. See, you know when I walk out here, Woo! you are looking at what we have come to know as Championship maturity. All right, what's going on everybody? How you doing? Welcome to episode 279, Talking Buffalo Podcast. I almost forgot the name of the podcast. <laughs> First thing, right away, I almost forgot the name of my own podcast. Anyway, I don't know how things, you could hear them in the background already giggling at me. We are not at a bar. No. We are not at a restaurant. No, it's weird. We, Unlo-
0: we are on location, though.
1: We are on location. <laughs> I am in Western New York. I don't want to say Buffalo because technically we're in West Central. Oh no,
0: this address bounces back and forth. This if you put if you put the address with Buffalo, New York, it comes here.
1: Really? Yes. Yeah, so this right. this, is, this counts. I'm in Buffalo, New York. You are. Now. I am in a church office <laughs> of all places in Buffalo, New York. In Buffalo, and I am joined by my good buddy joe miller man what's going on joe how you doing
0: i'm doing great and just the fact that you weren't struck by lightning upon entering the building is is a good sign so we're off to a good start already so
1: (laughs) really is now i've had you on the podcast a couple times before man twice before it's an honor uh, it's pretty cool all these considered you know covid sucks and and it's cold (laughs) out and there's so many restrictions and it is what it is. We're at a church office, but yeah, it's good to finally meet you in person. In person,
0: yeah, dude. And I didn't hug you when we came in. I, came, you know, I kept it at a, at a handshake just for COVID things, because you never know where people are. Some people are green, which means like, come on, bring it in. Some people are yellow. It's like, no, no, no. Let's just shake hands. And then other people are red. It's like, no, you stay over there. I'll stay over here. So I just try to. I just try to find some place in the middle and not because I'm. I'm kind of a hugger. So just so you know.
1: <laughs> and for people out there who want to bitch about everything, we're at a respectable distance, man. Yeah,
0: yeah, we are. We're, uh, we're at least six feet away. Yeah, so. we're
1: we're at least flirting with six feet, <laughs> right. if nothing else. So we're flirting with being six feet away. Exactly. And So I've been in Buffalo now for uh, what is this? We're taping this Tuesday night. I've been in Buffalo for about five days, and it's cold. Yeah, you know, but, chilly. You know, it's. You should be used to that. I should be used to it. I'm not. This trip sucked. All right.
0: We're supposed to get lake effect. We're supposed to get lake effect on Christmas Eve. Really? So like, we're supposed to get feet, if I'm not mistaken, is whats is what they're calling for. No, your trip up. I followed it all the way through, whether it was on uh, Twitter or on Facebook. It was great because having lived in Columbus, Ohio for 13 years... Like, you know, when you hit Cincinnati and then it was like, oh, you're seven and a half hours away. And then when you hit Columbus, it's like four and a half, like, like a Cleveland, two and a half. I know right where you are the whole way up.
1: I've got to tell you, well, then you probably know this again because we're friends also on Facebook, but this might have been the worst trip of my life. <laughs> Literally, you all the worst trip of my life. Now, it's one thing to drive. So where I'm at in Bradenton, Florida, to drive to Buffalo, roughly it's between 19 to 20 hours in the quickest way. And I'm sure people who have made this trip already know this as you go up through like Pittsburgh and West Virginia, Virginia, the Carolinas mm-hmm. that way. Well, because of weather, I had to take a longer route. So we went, um, through Kentucky and mm. Tennessee, yep. all of Georgia. And then like you said, 65. Cincinnati, Columbus. Yeah. So that adds an extra hour, but it's actually a smoother ride w- without yep. the weather. Yep. But here's the thing, and, and you kind of just mentioned is driving a car is one thing. We came up here, my wife and I, we did not um, expose our son to this. We flew him up, so he got right, lucky. Right. My wife and I drove up here in a U-Haul. <laughs> <laughs> Literally a U-Haul. And we're not moving, unfortunately, we're not moving here, at least not quite yet. Um, So the way it played out was my wife's company in Florida, um, they have a bunch of office equipment, and mm. the deal was... So we didn't have to pay for a rental car or pay for gas. They have a bunch of office equipment they wanted transported from Florida up to Buffalo. Wow. And we figured out a way to do that through a U-Haul. Wow. So it was free. How's your so back? It, I didn't do any of it. No, you, no, I meant
0: like sitting in those chairs because <laughs> oh, they don't recline. Those U-Haul seats suck.
1: I can't sleep in a comfortable <laughs> car, barely. Sleeping in a U-Haul was literally impossible. All right. But um, yeah, the ride sucks because, yeah, it does. you know, you, you can't speak. You know, when you're right. in a car it's easy to just go 10 15 miles consistently and you're comfortable you, you can't do that in a u-haul and I, we got in tennessee i remember this it was like six in the morning and i got scared it was like a stephen king horror movie it got <laughs> it was already dark and it got so foggy at the top of this mountain and it was like curving it was winding and you could see nothing but the reflectors like you could barely even see the front of the truck wow. on the u-haul and by the time we got to, like, Kentucky, we were fighting with each other. <laughs> because neither of us wanted to drive. It was 830 right, in the morning, right, and right. neither of us wanted to drive anymore. Right. We went to McDonald's. I ended up getting a second win. Did you get a McRib? Uh, no. I got a couple of McRiddles. <laughs> and I did not get a McRib. But we made it. <laughs> so, anyway, we talked before I came to Buffalo. So, mm-hmm. I, I already had intentions on getting with you. We just didn't know exactly what date or where we were going to do it. Right. And again, COVID is just, uh, and, and we've, you and I have talked about this before, whether it's on this podcast or just on social media, it's just handled differently, yeah. approached differently. And I'm not saying one's right, one's wrong necessarily, but the way life is in Florida mm. and the way life is right now in Buffalo, New York with, with COVID is just completely different. Didn't know where we were going to get together. And I was supposed to actually tonight. So we're taping this Tuesday and my plan was I was going to do a show on Tuesday night with marcel Louis, Jacques and Madison Carter at Sunny Reds in Lackawanna. We were going to have wings and he was going to open up the place, but just didn't work out obviously because right. of COVID. And then you and I was going to get together with Wednesday and I was going to have a podcast that would drop uh, next Monday and kind of have a little bit of a preview of the Patriots game coming up right? that Monday night game. But yeah, like I said, with COVID, it's just people don't want to do things. And then I also had hopes anyway of getting together with yourself, which is, at least I got you. Um, Aaron Quinn, who's been on the show many times, and Joe, Buffalo ones on Twitter, that crazy bastard. He's up uh, he's up right now from New York City. But those two guys, and again, full respect, I understand. Everybody yep, has yep. different feelings. Aaron didn't feel comfortable right now yep, because of what's going on, and Joe kind of the same. Actually, Joe said he would only do it if we'd uh, do something outside. I'm like, you're crazy. It's cold out. Yeah, it is cold. And even <laughs> those tents with the lamps, it's still cold. They're still outside, so... Joe's the only one who who said, you know what, man, we're gonna gonna hook up. But it is good Here to see you in person and yeah, dude, uh,
0: finally meet you. It's totally cool.
1: So how you been? You know,
0: good hanging in there. I mean, it's uh, it's been a wild ride. I mean, it's 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 funny because I feel uh, you know, so much with the COVID stuff and everything that's going on in this country and the suicide rates and the depression stuff that we hear about and you know, just my job as it pertains to what I do for a living. You know, it you know, my heart goes out and the empathy that I have and the compassion that I have. And like what's carried me through are the Buffalo bills. Like the bills have made the last three months of my life inside of this stupid pandemic and what's been going on and living in Buffalo and having, you know, always this threat of being shut down or being like limited or, you know, your Liberty, your basic life essentials, you know, haircuts, massages, weird things like that. Like, like taking gyms, taken away from you, like what's carried me through. And even like, is the connection that I have to my oldest daughter and her love for the Buffalo bills. So like, we're, we're sharing this time together and this, like we get up every morning together and watch good morning football because she's home. She's not at school. Uh, we obviously watch all football games. She's like she's gotten into fantasy football this year. So like, she's like, she's made it to her championship game in the, in the league that she's in. She's actually in two leagues and uh, she's in the playoffs in one and she's made it to the championship game in the other. So like, we're just sharing this, this, the football memories that I have this year are stronger than I've probably had in the last 10 years. There was, you ride the wave, right? You and I are both older bills fans. So, coming off the glory years i mean it was like buffalo bills or bust like it was everything was the bills like yeah. everything this town was the bills and like and you come you know you're you're a you're a fan that hoots and hollers and screams and goes nuts and all the time and then like you just get beat into the ground by this franchise and after a while it's like you don't really cheer anymore like you're watching the game and it's like yeah that figures like it's just kind of one of those things and then after a while the even the nfl itself it seemed like for me took a toll where it was just like i love the nfl but it's not that the passion was gone but there was a a measure of the zeal that was missing and it's all come back this year and it's because of what's going on with this football team and the connection that i've got to my daughter so inside of this pandemic and all this depression that we're all feeling in this darkness and all the stuff that's going on around the world and around our country you know there's the beacon of hope has been basically this football team and i know that sounds silly and there's probably people listening going like Joe you, you might be kind of shallow. No, it's it's the bond moment, right? It's the it's what's distracting me from what's really going on in real life. So
1: that's how I'm doing. How are you doing? You got a lot going on. I, I do got a lot going on. Uh, I'm I'm doing I'm doing okay. I'm Good. I'm still I'm still working through being depressed. And again, I'm mm-hmm. being very selfish admittedly right now. Uh I wanted to be able to come to Buffalo and be able to do more. Yeah. And I know that's selfish and like you said someone might be listening and saying, well, that's really shallow. And it is. And I admit it, but you know, I was looking forward to yeah. seeing a lot more people than I've had the opportunity. to. Well, see. we had
0: a beer date like, we were supposed to, think like it was whatever the episode one or two. I was like, when you get in town, you're like, I'm coming up at Christmas. I was like, well, let's get a beer. Yeah. And yeah. guess what we're not doing.
1: Yeah. And you know, <laughs> I, I want to say something too, and this is important. So we have our, our opinions and how things are being run yeah. statewide here sure. in New York and how things should be. But we also are very respectful and, oh, yeah. at the same time when it comes to COVID, I talked about this on my show just very last week, literally a good friend of mine passed away. Yeah. yeah. got COVID and 40 years old, Man, he was a big fan of, of the podcast, a big Steelers fan, mm-hmm. big bills fan, won the, uh, Macy's place, pizzeria wings and pizza contest that's on awesome. this show, uh, this summer. And that, that hit hard. You know, that sucks. It, it makes you kind of take a step back and oh, yeah. say, you know, maybe we are being a little shallow, but I also just think that's human nature. And, and you know, I want to circle back to something you just said too, because with the Bills, us being older Bills fans, now mm-hmm. we're not old, no, no, but we're old enough. We're old enough to remember, right. and have been around, and old enough to remember well when the Bills were good, yeah. And the expectation every year was the Super Bowl, and not just the four years they made it. I'm talking about the one or two years before they got there, and after, and a couple of years for sure after that. So you're talking yep. a good seven, eight years at least, where this team was a legitimate Super Bowl contender, and you see the reaction right now with the Bills mm. winning the AFC East. Which, look, I'm not trying to downplay it. I'm very excited <laughs> about it myself. It has been 25 very long years. Oh, yeah. Since the Bills won a division title, it just sounds so crazy to say that. But it's just New England's been unbeatable for two decades. Yeah. So when when you see the reactions that are going on right now, like people piling into an airport, and let's take COVID out of it, okay? Mm-hmm, because mm-hmm. even without that. Like, what would your reaction be? Were you like, this is really cool? Or were you like, I'm trying to say this the right way. Like, we had that, we went through years where this was just the first step of getting to where we thought the bills were going to go. Like, what's your take on it right now? Because, I mean, you could also look at it the other way that it's been 25 years since they've gotten this opportunity to even take that first step. You know what I mean? So when you look back and you see last weekend, the airport scene and just. Yeah, the pandemonium going on. Like, how does that make you feel?
0: So it's. I, I had a whole bunch of people ask me the same question. So I had people reach out to me, like you know, Joe. How are you feeling? Whether it was they dm me or they actually hit me up on Twitter or Facebook or wherever. And I didn't. It, it's funny because I'm trying to live my life, or I, I seemingly am living my life through the lens of my daughter, who is you know, because I remember you know, the Bills championship game against the Browns. And then, you know, the the playoffs against the, 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 the Bengals when the Bengals beat us. And then I remember, you know, going to the Super Bowl, that whole playoff series in the 51-3 to game against the Raiders, like, that propelled us in. So, like, when the Bills won, like, there was elation in our house. It was kind of a non... What's the word? It, it was... There was, it wasn't like we won it on the last kick of the, you know what I mean? That you hit the Buffalo Bills, of, you know what I mean? Right, there, was right. none, there was none of that. You know, there was, they asked Harrison Phillips today. Uh, uh, Siciliano asked Harrison Phillips, maybe it was yesterday, asked him on NFL Network, you know, wouldn't would you rather have won it like in Foxborough against New England? And he was like, well, I know the fans would prefer that, but we just want to win it. Like for us, it didn't really matter. So when it happened, when we beat Denver, I was elated because the Bills have become that team. And even going into this game and, and like tweeting with guys like Anthony Marino, who were like, why are you so confident? Because in my preview show, I was like, you know, Bills Mafia, you should be confident. Like the Bills have this. Like this is we're, we're, we're not the Bills of old. Like this is the game where we should dismantle this team. And they did. So like coming out of it, like I felt good because it was like, yes, like teams that we should beat, we're beating. Um, And then like, you know, the whole, you know, obviously the game after it. And like, you know, as a family, we're talking and McKenna's this. and mean, you know, she's like elated. Then she ends up going to bed. And I stayed up a little bit later because I did the podcast. So I did my my post game show, and then it was about I don't even know one o'clock in the morning. And I was like, I still had time. And I was like, do I go wake her up, like to go to the airport? And I was like, oh, man, I'm not gonna because like <laughs> I work for a church, so it's like I got to work Sunday morning, right. and it's like, and it wasn't it isn't normal time because we're not meeting because of COVID. So I had to be in at ten. So it wasn't like normally I'm up at five o'clock in the morning on Sunday morning to be to be at the, you know here at the church by whatever it is six thirty seven o'clock. Um, and then literally when I woke up the next morning and saw the crowd, like it was different than even last year, like thousands of people, three, four thousands of people. And then I started doing the math back in my head. Okay. So this was tonight, AFC East championship. They've got Foxborough this week. They're not going to come go to the airport after this game. Then it's like the last game of the season is against the dolphins at home. Then they're going to have a home game now, possibly two home games, which means the next time that they're going to like, there's going to be an airport experience is going to be if we win the AFC championship. And then I was like. I probably should have taken my daughter to the airport. <laughs>
1: <laughs> if we win the AFC Championship, I'm going to fly from Florida into the Buffalo, and I'm going to go to the airport myself to greet this goddamn team. <laughs> so, like
0: for me, the feeling was like there was there was a, there was a, there was a, there was a checking of the box. Like yes, like this team is legit. We didn't win on a fluke. Like it was the whole Steve Tasker thing. Like you know, we're not getting there on a whim. We're not going on a guest pass. We're we're you know these these are our terms, and we're doing it. You know what I mean? You know, we'll see you in Buffalo in January. You know, be ready. It, it might be chilly. Like that whole like, I still get goosebumps when I watch that. I have just the ending part of that saved on my phone, and I watch it, and it gives me chills. So like, all of that elation is there, but it was it was the experience. I didn't want to go to the airport for a number of reasons. I got to be up for work in the morning. Like it's late. It's freaking cold outside. I don't know when they're gonna land. And then the next morning, I was like, I should have taken my daughter. Like I should. I sh- that's an experience that I took from her, right? Not took from her, but you know what I'm saying. So.
1: By the way, shout out to Michelle. That video, oh my god, absolutely <laughs> amazing. She does great work. That doesn't. Uh, I
0: I I texted that to so many fr- Browns Br- from being in Columbus. Browns fans, Bengal fan friends, like Bills fans. Like I just just that ending of that video is so clutch. Just the whole. We'll see you in Buffalo in January. Be ready. It might get chilly. Like Do you know,
1: you know what <laughs> I think. You know what I think. The difference between this team right now and even just say a year ago or so is when it comes to not living in Buffalo. So, I've been in Florida. I moved there in 2016. So, when I moved there, that was, I think, the second year of the Rex Ryan Arrow. Yeah, yeah. And, You know, they, mm. were, they were a terrible football team. Yep. Then, in 2017, they kind of stuck up. And they made the playoffs, but it felt like a, a sneak-in playoffs. I don't think anyone considered them a legitimate Correct. Super Bowl contender. They backed in. Right. They backed in. In 2018, back to losing. They got rid of a lot of players, and I think that was kind of sort of always the plan. Then, last year, they made the playoffs. Should have won. They were yep. up 16 in, yep. in the second half against Houston. But when I So I'm in Florida, and when you go out of town, like right now, you literally have a, a Bills hoodie on right now as, I, as I'm looking at you. What do I have and, on, by and, the way? I have a Sabres one on. And a Poncho okay. Power shirt. And a Poncho Power shirt. I love that <laughs> shirt, by the way. If we go into, you know, when I go to Wegmans or I go to any store, uh, everybody's got something Bills on, yep. as they should. This is Western New York. In Florida, it's a transient city, yep. and there's fans of all teams. Anyway, so when I wear a Bills shirt and someone sees me, I stick out more oh, as yeah. opposed to you, where oh, yeah. you're wearing the same bills, you know, not the same bills stuff, but you have bill stuff on just like everybody else, pretty much at the place wherever you're at. Yep. And I would see people saying, you know, maybe go Bills because there's Bills fans, yeah. or you know, you got some good play like, this and that. But now the I can see the respect. Like we go to a bar. There's this bar called uh, Ed's Tavern in Lakewood Ranch, and we sit at a big table. I should be saying this because it's COVID time. <laughs> See what I'm saying? But by it's the way, Florida. Florida's different. It's Florida's different. Hey, we yep. get tested a lot in Florida, all <laughs> right? They got rapid testing. I just want to say that, too. No insurance required. Yep. 15 minutes and you're done. But anyway, um. so we're, we're at a table and there's, I'm thinking in the time I it. I know there's Washington fans there. We got a couple Packers fans. Got a couple Eagles fans. Right, right. A Steelers fan or two. And then, then there's me and my wife and my buddy Francis and my friend Ryan and some Bills fans. Right. You could see the difference now when people talk about the Bills, just the respect. It's one thing to think you're good in Buffalo. It's one thing to consider yourself a contender Mm. in Buffalo. But people are legitimately considering, and I'm talking about even before right now. I mean, right now, of course, they're 11-3. and They should be 12-2. and Everybody knows they're a contender at this point. But even going back a month or so ago, it still felt like they had games approved. You could just see people nationally that I've talked to that are like, and you got a pretty decent team to like, Ryan, you guys, you guys could be kid city. you you guys have a, a legitimate, legit chance, legit chance to win right now. Like, let me ask you this. What is your feeling? Because you're actually one of the few bills podcasters that live in Buffalo. There's most, most bills podcasters, as you know, yep, this yep. aren't from the area. Bruce is not in Buffalo. Uh, Greg Thompson not in Buffalo. A lot of these really good podcasters are not in Buffalo, which is fine because they weird. don't need to be in Buffalo because you're talking bills. It's not like you're talking nightlife in Buffalo. You're not talking about restaurants. You're not talking about wings. You're talking about sure, the bills. Sure. So you could do that from anywhere. But anyway, you're here. You, to some extent, again, I keep gotta going back to COVID, 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 but I have to, <laughs> you still get re- you interact with enough people. I mean, yeah, you see yeah. it firsthand. You watch the local news yeah. on a daily basis. Like, yeah. The pulse of the city. Does it feel to you right now, like maybe it did? And obviously, we're significantly older than we were twenty-five, thirty years ago. But does it kind of start to feel to you that same? You're starting to get that same feeling, like something special is happening right now.
0: Well, the, the the switch that's about to flip or has flipped now officially, in my opinion, is. So, you know, the Jim Kelly, Jim Kelly gets, so Jim Kelly gets drafted, right? He goes to the, to the USFL for three years, and then he finally has to come to Buffalo. He's not happy about being in Buffalo. And, like, Bill, you know, Bill's fans were Bill's fans back then. And then, like, there was a moment where, like, oh, oh, oh my God, this team's good. And, like, this guy's really good. And then, like, the, the flip switches. And everywhere you go, everybody's wearing Bill's gear. And I reckon that, or reckon, I, 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 that resembles to me, you know, living in Columbus, Ohio, where the Ohio State Buckeyes are. Everybody. In Columbus, Ohio, is like a Buckeye fan, and everywhere you go, it's everything is scarlet and gray. Everything is like everything is Buckeyes. Blocko, every every. I mean, I remember having a conversation with a friend who said to me, he had to get home. It was like a Tuesday night. I got to get home. Why? the 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 OSU women's softball team is on TV, and I'm like, wait a minute. Like, what, <laughs> what are you talking? Like, serious? So, like that that switch or that flip is about to switch, or it has. And I would basically say this as much as there's been a buildup over the last year and a half since Josh Allen got got drafted and like you know there's 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 all of us were on the fence early he was very raw and i didn't want a project quarterback you and i've talked about this not many bills fans wanted a project it's like i don't want to wait three years like see and then and then maybe he'll be good like no give me a guy that's ready now but we got josh allen and there was there was doubt and he was not a great quarterback in his first season and then last year we saw p- progress and it was like so there was people that, but there was still a, a huge number of people that were like not necessarily on board, man, this defense is great. If we just had a quarterback. And it's like, well, some of us were like, well, we might have a quarterback. Let's just wait and see. And then you get there this year, and it has progressed, Pat, through this season. Like, f- from from the hot start that he had weeks one through four to when he got injured against the Raiders, and then the four weeks after that, and then coming back to life, and then culminating to them winning the AFC East Championship against pr- the Broncos in like – so I, I, I don't know if you caught my show, my post game show, but Josh Allen in the last three weeks in primetime – was eighty three eighty three for one hundred and twenty four at sixty eight percent completions, nine hundred and seventy two yards, ten touchdowns, one interception in the last three games, oh. under under the lights. So like it's 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 on now. Like all of Buffalo realizes, no, this kid is good. So like and then you and then and, and even the cast around him, whether it's Diggs, Beasley, obviously John Brown, everything you know, the defense is coming back to life. And I would leave it, you ask me what the mood is. The mood is this. I went to Christmas shopping for McKenna. I wanted to go to the Bill store to get her a gift card for Christmas. Um, I've been to the Bill store a million times. It's normally a ghost town. Like normally it's like, you know, one person in there, one or two people, whatever. Tuesday morning, I believe it was either Monday or Tuesday Monday morning. Monday morning. No, today's Tuesday. Monday morning, the line supposedly was out like down Abbott. Like in the morning, like when the when the store opened, the line was out the door down Abbott. Wow. When I got there at about three o'clock in the afternoon, the place was packed. There wasn't a line, but it was packed. I'm not kidding you when I tell you that like they rolled out an entire rack of Cole Beasley jerseys, like they rolled them and then just stopped them like in the middle of the store, and somebody yelled Cole Beasley, and it was like vultures, like we're like (laughs) jumping on a dead cat, like and people like immediately were just like running to this, and I was like, you've got to be kidding me, and I was just in line for a gift card, and it was so it it's on, like it's literally like Buffalo is about to return to those those days where Buffalo used to be like Columbus, Ohio, where everybody. Was a Bills fan. Everybody was wearing Bills colors. Every, I mean, people were buying car decals. Like it's like you don't have a car decal. You know what I mean? Like, and that's what I'm thinking in my mind. Like you're you're just now here today buying a car decal. Like it's it's on. Like it's it's back. It's in full swing.
1: You can't replicate it if you're not here. Right. As much as you want mm. to, and it can be fun. Like I said, in Florida, we have Bills gatherings, and it's fun. Right. Right. It's just it's just a different vibe down here. I'm not gonna insult you or anybody with a rhetorical question about saying, <laughs> "Well, does it suck?" That there's no fans in the stands. Of course it, it sucks. sucks. I mean, anybody can answer that question. It sucks. What do you think is going to be the reaction? Because as of right now, and again, we're taping this Tuesday. This is dropping mm-hmm. Wednesday morning, so people are listening Wednesday morning. Mm-hmm. Uh, by the way, Merry early Christmas to everybody. Merry Christmas to you, too. But anyway, what do you think going to happen if Cuomo ultimately decides that he's not going to let fans in the game? I just... It's not, it's, of course, people, again, i not going to ask you a rhetorical question. People are going to be mad, whatever. People are going to be I, mad. It's going to be really mad. I don't
0: know I mean. what the answer is. And we all land in different spots. And I don't, you know, whether you are the, the the extreme of the most extreme on one side or the, the extreme of the most extreme on the other side, everybody lands in a different spot. And we're all, we all have the right to our own opinion. For me, I'm a very pragmatic, common sense type of a person. And what's hard for me is when I leave work on Sunday. So, and I work at a church. It's 12 o'clock, and I go to the Wegmans in West Seneca, and the parking lot is completely full. There isn't a parking space available, which means there's about three thousand people inside of Wegmans. Yeah, right, right. So you you, you can have three thousand people inside of Wegmans, but you can't have six thousand or ten thousand people in an outside facility that's ten times or twenty times the size of Wegmans. And I get it. It's the I don't know where to land. I don't know where to feel like there's just so many things. It's like, I don't understand kind of what's going on here, but like, this is what the governor is saying. So we're going to abide. Does that make sense? Like, so it just, it feels, it's just, I don't know. There's, I don't know. There's there's a word that can necessarily land a plane on how bills mafia is going to feel other than if you scrape it all away, it's just very billsy. If that makes any sense, it makes a lot of sense. It's just very like, Oh, this is what you're telling. This is what, so we're going to like be amazing ranked number two, probably the best team in the NFL and we can't go to the game. This is just a very billsy ending,
1: right? It is. Yeah. It it, it certainly feels that way. And I want to say this too, because this is a podcast, all right? And we're having a conversation, right? Two buddies having a conversation, and I feel like I'd be doing a disservice to myself and to people who listen. If we didn't offer what our opinions are, and I understand that they might not play well with some people. No, I don't go out of my way to be controversial, but I also have opinions and sometimes I just feel like I I need to say them and one of them is this and it's different but it's also the same in a way so I'm in Florida and you know my son plays high school football I just finished up his senior year they well they were delayed and there were restrictions but they had fans at games Mm -hmm. now I think it was 30 35 percent capacity yep so I went to games this year and there was still 500 to maybe 800 900 fans Mm -hmm. on our side of the bleachers at each game. Right. And the school is a tight knit community. And I would say this, if trust me, I did not hear personally of one report of somebody from one of those football games. I'm not going to say nobody caught COVID because I might not know about that. If it did. Sure. Nobody got sick.
0: You think it would hit the, the, they would have shut it down. You think it would hit the press. Yeah, for sure. Exactly. Yeah.
1: So an entire season, forget the players and the coaches, which Mm -hmm. they were off. Nobody got sick and that was fine. And, again, I, I want to make sure I'm not saying that this is a hoax or oh, anything no, 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 stupid no, no, no. like it's, that, it's and I know you're not, not
0: No, my sister-in-law's a COVID nurse, a traveling nurse, and she works in COVID ER units. It's it's not a hoax. It's no, very much real.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. But that said, social distancing, mm. wearing masks. Yep. We have a stadium that maybe has capacity of a couple thousand. This is a high school stadium. Sure. I find it very difficult to believe that at this stage of the game that you can't in a – what what's the Ralph or it's not the Ralph anymore. It's not new air it's anymore. The either. It's Bill's, Bills stadium. Yeah, right. Yeah, and right. <laughs> what are they? 70,000? 70, it 72. It's like 72. Yeah. I find yeah. it very difficult to believe that you can't figure out a way to safely put a third of that 15, maybe 20,000 people yeah. spread out in that stadium safely mask required. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and how that couldn't be successful. Yeah. It gets to a point where it feels to me, if it, doesn't happen. And I know Cuomo said that he wants to personally go to the game. It's not It true. feels political. I, <laughs> that's what I'm true. saying. It feels, and again, I'm yeah. offering my opinion here. That's what you do on a podcast. Yeah. It feels political to me. It feels like that's politics. If you can't get any people in the stands for this game, I get it early on in the season. Yeah. I still didn't agree. But at this point, it's uh, forget the home field advantage aspect, which I'm going to ask you about that next. Yeah. But doesn't it feel a little bit political to you that – if at this point in January, you can't scatter 10, 15,000 people around, but like you said, and here's another thing, these high school kids in Buffalo, because this is not the case in Florida. And for the record, I am a Western New York guy. Yeah, I'll take Western New York over Florida a hundred out of a hundred <laughs> right, times. Right. I miss Buffalo. I will be back in Buffalo. Okay. Yeah. But that said sports worked in Florida because I saw it with my eyes Sure, in Buffalo. These kids who have put years and years and years of playing together, mm. grown up in Little Loop, um, in many cases playing in travel leagues and spending a lot, and their parents mm. have spent a lot of money, yep. a lot of training, yep. a lot of sacrifice, a lot of commitment. These kids get to their junior, senior years, and it's getting shut down, it's getting delayed, it's getting postponed, it's getting suspended, and ultimately they're not playing. Winter sports now is delayed again. And these right, are like, right. they're not even like high risk sports. Right. It's not right, and it and it pisses me off because these kids, you're telling them they can't play ice hockey, but you're telling them to go to the Gallery Mall, and they could go to the Gap, and they could go to Air Apostle and all these yeah. other stores to go spend their money.
0: Yeah, I don't. You asked me if it was political, and there's a lot of, <clears throat> and we're, you know now we're, we're 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 wholly inside of, you know, what do we feel or what's our opinion about stuff, but it's you know I was I was completely on board, and you know again I just said that my sister in law. Is a COVID nurse. She's a travel traveling nurse. She was in New York City uh, for the three months it was heavy there. She's been in Houston, Texas, for the for the last three months with it being heavy there. She's seen more people die in the last in this year than she's probably has ever seen in her life. She said, and she ever will see. I mean, and it's taken its toll on her. We want people to be safe, and yes, you know, one life is too many. The problem is, 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 is the is the misrepresentation that we have inside of the one life is too many, because when we were completely red, completely shut down last winter, the numbers were half of what they are right now, as far as infection rates and everything else like that. So it's, it's, it's sending a mixed message and I don't want to necessarily get super into po- politics, but our leaderships are elect or our leaders are elected by the people. And the problem that I have is when the guy that's trying to, you know, uh, effectively lead Buffalo, New York, Western New York is farther away from us than what's going on in Cleveland, Ohio, or Columbus, Ohio, or Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. It, there's a very much kind of an out-of-touch feel, if that makes any sense. For me, what I would like to see is I would like to see certain leadership inside of Erie County have a little more say and in vocalization inside of what's going on here. Now, that's probably not going to happen, but it's it's hard for me. Yeah, I don't want to get too political, but it just it's hard for me to just feel like there's an out of touch feeling. Does that make sense? Like I I know that they were on the, on the news the other day and they were mad because they they were frustrated in the press conference because you know, a bunch of people have died over the last weekend as far as from COVID and all the reporters were asking them were questions about the Buffalo bills and the playoffs and like, were people going to be allowed? And they were frustrated by that. But the reality is I think people are looking for hope. I think people are looking for something to believe in and, you know, and don't tell me, that everybody has to be locked down because one life is too many. And then meanwhile, the gallery is open. Like, you know what I mean? It's like, well, so the economy doesn't matter and taxes don't matter until it's Christmas. When the majority of our GDP for the year is dependent upon Christmas and we've got to keep everything open. I don't I, Yeah. It's just confused. I just don't want it to be confusing. Right. And that's, I think that's the problem is it's become confusing and we've got this thing out here that's hopeful. And I think everybody wants to like latch onto it because we need hope right now. And the, in this community specifically, the bills are a beacon of hope for, you know, what's coming up. So I, yeah.
1: I just I don't know, bro. I ha- I just I continue to have a hard time fathoming because I didn't have to go through it. Yeah. But my son not being able to play football, but my son and whoever he's with can go to the mall and just drop all their money. and that's yeah. the part of me that just uh that gets over and especially being a senior. Yeah. Some of these kids are going to lose scholarship opportunities because they didn't get to play this year yeah that matters yeah again life human life matters more than yeah, anything else. Exactly. okay so and you and i i'm sure we agree. definitely agree on that i yeah. just again i'm not gonna keep bringing it up but i just lost a good friend from covid yep 10 days ago yep i understand that anyway so let's say whether there's no fans or minimal even if there's just minimal fans it's not gonna be that loud mm. this year you said very billsy so yeah, we, yeah. we already know the bills are getting at least one home game right now we'll yep. talk a little more in depth about the bills in a couple of minutes here. but in terms of how much of a home field advantage do you really think it is? If you only have five, 10,000, I mean, you still have other factors of comfort, sleeping in your own bed, yeah, stuff like yeah. that. And I'm going to ask you a question because I've had some pretty good conversations with Joe on the show, actually. And he thinks that he would, if you had an, your choice right now, let's say the bills are playing in round two and it's mm. mid January. Okay. And you're playing the, Tennessee Titans, I don't know. You're home in Orchard Park, mm-hmm. but the weather's really shitty. Mm-hmm. You know, It's cold, it's windy, maybe it's snowing. Yep. You know the Bills' offense as well as anyone. You've watched every snap this year. Yep. Would you rather have them playing at home in Orchard Park where you got the, and I'm using air quotes here that people can't even see, home field <laughs> advantage? Or would you rather play a team like Tennessee or, say, Vegas if they got to the second round or the Colts because they are in a dome?
0: Right, right, right. Would you
1: rather see the Bills play on the road? So weather versus home field with this particular football team, is it really even an advantage being at home with this weather? How much of an advantage of it is well, in your mind?
0: There's two parts to this question. So the one part is fans. So is it a neutral playing field because there's no fans in the stands? So Ralph Wilson Stadium, third week in January. Uh, you know, no Ralph Wilson Stadium, whatever it is, Bill Stadium, New Airfield. Field. I, I screwed right? you up the first yeah. time. <laughs> whatever it is, <laughs> you know, it, it, Rich Stadium, whatever. Um, If there's no fans there, you know, third week in January versus third week, you know, third week in January in in Vegas playing against the Raiders. That's a different question to me than, you know, if there's potentially some fans there or not. So, like, if there's 10,000 fans inside of that dome, I think that's different than 10,000 fans inside of, you know, Bill Stadium. For me, the more important question is, is I don't believe in the weather theory. I don't believe like, like, you know. Brett Favre didn't have a problem throwing in the weather. Aaron Rodgers didn't have a problem throwing in the weather... Doesn't have a problem. Jim Kelly didn't have a problem throwing in the weather. John Elway didn't have a problem throwing in the weather. Like, the amount of guys that don't seem to have a problem throwing in the weather... Like, there's more non-domed stadiums than dome stadiums. You know, Tom Brady didn't have a problem throwing in the weather. Like, I don't... Josh Allen, this year, his first 400-yard game was in Miami in the rain. And it was windy that day. Like, the the game in Denver was cold and windy. Like, I don't... I don't ascribe... as, As much as Josh Allen has had a game or two here or there... Obviously, the Chiefs game was a big one. He was injured. The game plan was what it was. You know, I don't believe in the Titans game. The Titans game to me didn't happen. You can throw that football game away. Mm. I don't. I don't. I don't ascribe to this idea. You know, Jim Kelly had one of his best football games of his career in uh, the cold and snow against the Raiders, and he won that game fifty-one to three. Like the reality is, is to me, these you've done it. We we were all kids. If you grew up in Buffalo, we played football in the snow with it twenty-five degrees outside, and took our beanies off, our caps off, and we were sweating underneath it. Like. It's it's weather, and I don't think it necessarily matters to these guys. So I would rather have, to your point, I would rather have all the games at home because whether it's sight lines, there's a lot of stuff that kind of came up that was cool that I never thought about before. Sight lines was one of them. So for a quarterback, knowing where certain things are, the play clock is, how the ball's going to come down or come out, receivers, how the ball's going to come down out of the air, things like that. So sight lines, you talked about sleeping in your own bed, what routines look like, practice things, not having to fly, Uh, you know, not having to start a game at four o'clock in the afternoon or whatever. There's a lot of things about that that, for me, give me home field advantage every day of the week, fans or not. And at the end of the day, I don't necessarily care about the weather. I don't think it's. I think it's a non-issue.
1: That's fair. How many fans, ideally, realistically, do you think you would? Not how many do you want because it would be the answer would be about seventy-two thousand or (laughs) something like that. But realistically, (laughs) to get that home field feel, maybe for for players. To feed, to feed that yeah. energy from the fans like how many are we talking maybe 10 do you think 10 000 to fifteen thousand fans do you think that's enough to make a, a it, discernible difference i
0: don't know it's amazing because like i was at the uh the the buffalo bills home preseason game last year i think it was the last one it was kids day uh when they came from behind uh so like our fourth stringers and whoever it was came from behind. and there weren't but a smattering of fans left in the stands So, like, the Bills are, like, on this march to come from behind in this victory in this last preseason game. There's, like, nobody left because it was later in the evening. It was, like, 9 o'clock or 9.30, so a bunch of parents had taken their kids home already. And, like, they were loud on defense, and when the Bills came back and won that football game, like, it was crazy how loud it was inside that stadium. And I think what happens sometimes going back to – I don't know that fans in the stadium, 72,000 fans – I don't think there's very many instances where all of them are yelling and screaming at the same time. So if you're in the far end zone, if you're in the tunnel end zone, the people on the opposite side probably aren't yelling as loud as the people that are in the tunnel end zone and vice versa. So I think it's situational bills. Fans are always have always been very smart. And you know, I've used this on my podcast before. I've seen the bills play in a lot of different stadiums, Cincinnati. Those stadiums are apathetic and like not there. The Miami dolphins fans, very similar. The, the, (laughs) The Colts fans are funny. You go to a game in Indianapolis, and they're, if, you're, if the Bills are on the field, they're quiet first down, quiet second down, they get loud third down. Like, it's really weird. In, in Ralph Wilson Stadium, you, or you know how it is. Like, when Bills Mafia's in, the, in, the, in there, like, every time the quarterback, when they huddle to the point where he goes under center or is getting ready to center, that's when the crowd gets crazy. And then they come down, catch their breath, come back up, come down, catch their breath. The Chiefs, totally different. Chiefs fans, loud. Like, the whole time the opposite team, as soon as like they march out on the field, the crowd is loud. Like, there's no ebb and flow. They're just loud. <laughs> I got
1: a, I got an opportunity to cover a Kansas City Chiefs game. I think it was uh, 2003. Uh, Drew Bledsoe was the Bills quarterback. I remember Kansas City won the game. But, yeah, the crowd was crazy.
0: Yeah, loud. Like, they don't know how to come down. Like, is, if, if the opposing team is on the field, loud. Even if it's a commercial break, they're loud. Like, it's like, shut yeah. up.
1: <laughs> Take <laughs> well, a breath. <laughs> I want to ask you a, a blanket question here. Sure. it's it's a, it's a general question. No right or wrong answer, but social media. Yeah. Now you're on Facebook plenty, but Facebook is mainly the your friends. You pick and choose the yeah. stuff you see, yeah. you know, and, and who sees your stuff. You sure. choose. You only only your friends are gonna see your stuff if that's the way you want to do it. Twitter's kinda a little bit different. Mm-hmm. Um you kinda people follow you and and, and you're stuck with them. You <laughs> know I mean or even if they don't follow you, they're they're gonna comment on what you say. What's your take right right now on Bill's social media, specifically Bill's Twitter? Because it's kind of a hot button topic. Bill's fans are excitable and I think maybe mm. sometimes a little too defensive because there's national people and they're always gonna take shots at whether it's Josh Allen yeah. or the team. And it just seems like Bill's fans are like uber defensive right now. And I don't know if maybe it's because there's a lot of younger ones who, again, just aren't used to this team being good. But I, I'm not going to say some people because I'm one of those people. So I'll say it. Act like this team's supposed to be good. Like You can't yeah. let shit that other people say about this team bother you so much. Yeah. Some of these guys, yeah. Nick Wright, I promise yeah. you, that dude is saying his shit on purpose. Yeah. He's doing it on purpose. He wants your reaction, and he's not the only guy. It's like the Skip Bayless daily or theory. Yep. Skip Bayless don't believe half the shit that he says. I promise you that. He doesn't even yep. look at his mentions. You know what I'm saying? So right. I just feel like some of these Bills fans are a little bit too defensive when it comes to this team. It's almost like they don't know what it's like to have a good football team I, right now.
0: I think there was an inflection point. I think, and it happened during the Denver Broncos game, and it's happened it was amazing to me to see the, the the schedule show up the way that it did because it was like, wait a minute, you're going to give the Bills four primetime games in a row because even the Saturday game it was it was like we're not sure if it's going to be on Saturday or if it's going to be on Sunday and it was like no it was like regard no I think it was scheduled to be Saturday they just weren't sure of which slot that was a primetime game whether 4:30 or 8 o'clock or 8:30 whatever but like the, the NFL put the Bills in primetime at the end of the season so the the NFL kind of knew like there might be something here. Let's see if we can capitalize on it. But what's happened is the narrative is, has changed. We, we went from you know the Bills playing the 49ers, and it's like the 49ers, Nick Mullins, the defense, and blah, 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 blah. Oh, nice throw from Josh Allen. 49ers, the defense, and da, 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 da. Oh, that was a nice throw from Josh Allen. And then afterwards, it was like Josh Allen may have played the best game he's ever played as a professional football player. And then, like the Steelers, was the same thing. It was all about the Steelers and the Steelers, you know, and this eleven and one and blah 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 blah. The Steelers, and then the Bills did what they did, and they came back and they made some adjustment adjustments. And Josh Allen in the second half beat them, right? And then the Denver Broncos game, all you heard from Mark Schlereth, who has been a Bills hater, he's the worst. He has been a Bills hater forever. Was like the arm talent of Josh Allen, arm he talent, arm tailing like. of Josh Allen. Josh Allen, this kid six foot five, and he's so athletic and arm talent of Josh, like. And it was weird because it was like, this. I don't think Bill's Mafia is asking too much. We're just asking for validation that everybody else gets. And the funny thing is, is it's starting to happen. Like it's 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 lit, We've turned a corner. Now, there's still a couple stragglers out there. And I said on my show this past weekend in postgame, we're just at the point now where all I need you to do is just say, I don't like Josh Allen, and I never will. If, if you can just give me that information. So Nick Wright, just say, I don't like Josh Allen, and I never will. Okay, fine. Then I'll just leave you alone. Like I don't care anymore. But if you're like goading me with like nonsense and like non-statistics and things that aren't real and like trying to tell me he's inaccurate, it's like and just whatever the stuff is or he's dangerous, like like Pat Mahomes is every bit as risky and dangerous as Josh Allen is. Like all yeah. the stuff that Nick Wright says about Josh Allen, like Mahomes is all those things. And Allen is playing better football right now than Mahomes is and has been for the last three or four weeks. But for me, is And I think Bill's Mafia is there, too. I think once we find out who, like, get the Jeff Schwartz, Jeff, no nobody has been shut up more than Jeff Schwartz by Josh Allen. Like, they're all one by one. PFF, I mean, PFF, they're legitimate almost Bill's fans at this point. Like, yeah. like it's it's happening. I think for us, there's just a, we just need to get people to be like, you know what, I don't like Josh Allen. I'm just, I'm, I don't like him. I'm never going to. And then I think Bill's Mafia will just let it go at that point in time. Because it's the it's the bantering back and forth between the fans that I think we kind of like. Like, I'm excited for the Dolphins to be good again. Like I, I want that rivalry between us and Dolphins fans. Like, me too. and I want, like, like I've got Dolphins fans that follow me on Twitter, and I follow them, and like we're already going back and forth, and it's fun. Like, no, no, this is this is like this is going. This takes me back to being fifteen. You know what I mean? Like, let's do this. Like, let's like forget the Patriots. Let's talk about the Dolphins. Right.
1: <laughs> so. Let Let me say this about Josh Allen. That game, the Denver game, I was my favorite game of his career. Not that it that was the necessarily the best game of his right. career, although. If you want to make a case for it, you could. But it was my favorite game of his career, and here's why. It's one thing to play well, and he's played well pretty mm. much almost every game this year, and plenty last year as well, by the yep, way. Yep, it's yep. not like he completely came out of nowhere this right. year. It's not like he sucked last year. Right, He was pretty good last year. He just put it all together this year for the most part. Sure. But that Denver game, he was toying with oh, yeah. Denver. He was out there having fun. He was toying with Denver. Oh, yeah, for I was sure. like, this is a lesser opponent, and I'm toying with you. It was... Like the touchdowns that got called back and his reactions mm. from them. Yep. It was almost like, all right, all right, now I'm going to make a play and, and you're <laughs> not going to stop me. He's gotten good to the point that he's good enough to, to toy with teams. And, yep. and again, you know, Denver was a little bit decimated, in, especially in the secondary. Oh, yeah. With some injuries, but they're still a respectable football team, man. Uh, they're ranked very 21. high.
0: Pa- Pass defense are ranked very high even still.
1: Yeah. What was your reaction to uh, the five Bills making the Pro Bowl? Josh Allen, uh, Stephon Diggs, Andre Roberts. Jermaine Edmonds and who's oh Trey White of course. Uh, so five five Bills made the Pro Bowl. Uh, what's your reaction on those? Who do you think deserved it among those five? If all of them, and obviously I'm pretty sure we're going to agree, and we'll hit on them a little bit. But yeah, Jordan Poyer getting left yes, off—that's the no, big story.
0: So no, I think this is just the beginning. So I you know I don't know if I think through it. Who else could have gone besides Poyer and Beasley? Uh, I think Beasley has a very big argument to, to be there as well, but none more no bigger beef than jordan poyer jordan jordan poyer is playing he's he's ranked with you know stats the best safety in the nfl i don't know how that happens um it literally is strange to me how that happens but no i was super pleasantly surprised to see the the guys that were on there as far as josh allen specifically being first uh i love the fact that tremaine is there i mean i think some of that is part of his name so to me tremaine being there a lot of that was about like the bills are getting to the point where like you know, it's no longer, yeah, that guy might be good, but he plays for the Bills. Now it's like, no, that kid might be good, but he plays for the Bills. The right? Reuben
1: <laughs> Brown effect. Right, exactly. Okay. Brown, Reuben Brown made the Pro Bowl every year, yeah seven, they eight years, or not. Yep, yeah, seven,
0: eight, seven eight years in a row. But the guy that maybe should have been there was Darrell Williams. I mean, I think, I've said it for the last several weeks, Daryl Williams might be the unsung hero of this football team. Like, he came in here uh, with not a lot of fanfare. I don't remember being super excited about the signing, and he is just quietly doing his job. And, like, obviously the Steelers were giving him fits with Cam Hayward. So they, they were like, look, bro, we're going to put you on an island against T.J. Watt. Go do your thing. And he did. Like, he housed T.J. Watt the, the whole second half of that football game, and he was a non-factor. To me, Darrell Williams is another big case, but but Poyer for sure. Beasley had an argument. Williams had an argument. Uh, there was a lot, in my opinion, that could have, you know, a lot. Yeah. So I, I loved it. It's It's nice to see more than one or none. Yeah, so, for
1: sure. I mean, I've, look, Josh Diggs, Trey White, Locks, Andrew Roberts, Nearlock. Yeah, yeah. I'm excited about the way Tremaine Edmonds has looked in the back end of the season. Oh, yeah, healthy. I don't, We talked
0: about him. We did talk yep, about yep. him. Yeah,
1: I'm telling you, he got to a point at one point earlier in the year, he was one of my biggest concerns on yep, the team the yep. way he was playing. He was hurt. Yep. He wasn't right. I don't know that he's a pro bowler this year, though. I'm just going to be honest with you, man. I, I agree. I think it's more maybe reputation and the fact it is that reputation. they're good. It is and, reputation. And, you know, this team's played very well. They got 11 wins, should have 12, and we only got one guy on the defense, so maybe we should have a second. I mean, the stats. Jerry Hughes has had a great year. Jerry Hughes has had yeah. a very good year. He's had one of those years where stats don't really tell the story. Yep. Where I feel like with Tremaine Emmons, when it, he, I think he has 105 tackles. That might look impressive, but.
0: there's a great deal of these players that they play, because the players' votes mean a lot, and I think there's a great deal of, like, understanding – you know they're game planning for Tremaine Edmonds on an from the offensive side of the football. So when he was injured, he was struggling. He was late or over pursuing. He was like he was not super like determined or like intentional about what he was doing and how he was playing. He's snapped back into form now that he's healthy, and I think there's just an aspect of like you know offense's game plan for that guy like to play against him. So there's a respect there. Like that's the guy we got to be careful of. And oh by the way, he's returned to form. Yeah, it's yeah, he hasn't played the best football this year, but he's playing great football now. He
1: has returned to form. He yeah. he is on the uh, All-NFL Pro Bowl second half of the season team. Right, I'll give sure. you that. <laughs> sure. But again, five tackles for a loss, one sack, no forced fumbles. He's dropped about 17 interceptions <laughs> that he should have had so far. But he is playing well. So again, I'm not, I'm very happy with him. Yeah, I, yeah. I like the Tremaine Edmonds I'm seeing right now. But as a whole, I don't think he should have been in the Pro Bowl. Cole Beasley is deserving of being in the Pro Bowl. He's got career-high numbers. He's had a great year. But at the same token, when you look at the rosters, because they only name four receivers, you got Tyreek Hill, you got Diggs, you got A.J. Brown, and, and you got Keenan Allen. You can't take any Who are you taking out?
0: What's funny about Cole Beasley is I did a show, the very first show that I did with John Fina, the Off Tackle with John Fina show, uh, I don't even know, four weeks, five, six weeks ago. Now, he said when I asked him what the Bills needed to do more in the third quarter... Was he said they need to work the underneath stuff, the one to three yard things that Cole Beasley plays more because those are basically what's getting the offense moving. And I was like, okay, sure. And he was absolutely right. And the funny thing is, is like they're on it now. Like Allen gets it. Like those are the plays they're calling. They're working Beasley early and often, pulling all the defensive backs up, which is opening the stuff up, you know, on, on the backside. But what's interesting about that in general is the fact that Beasley right now had they. Next year will be interesting because Beasley right now had they been running this offense exactly the way that it is, Beasley would probably have fifteen hundred yards and a hundred and forty catches, and Diggs would still have his numbers. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like because it's like we're not going to run the ball; we're just going to throw it to Beasley like every time. Like we're just going to throw it to Beasley. We're not going to run. It's it's the Edelman effect or the West Welker effect that, that 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 Brady did for all those years is what they're doing with Beasley, and it's working. Like.
1: Every team wants a Cole Beasley.
0: Every team needs a Cole Beasley.
1: Very few have a guy who's effective as consistently right. as Cole Beasley's. You know, I'm going to go off track here for a second. You're you good. mentioned John Fino. Yeah. yeah. You do a show with him quarterly, correct? Quarterly, yep. I've had John on the show before. I, I like John. John's John, awesome. I was going to ask, give me your take on John because I'll tell you what, I've talked to a lot of players, and John will be the first one to tell you this. John has a reputation, or at least did have a reputation for being, uh, what's the word I want to use it? Not afraid to be confrontational with somebody. Like, he doesn't agree with you. He's going to let you know. He's very outspoken, has opinions, could rub some people the wrong way. I'm just being honest here. And, again, I've talked to a lot of players. And I've I've talked to John for a couple of years before he had him on the podcast. I love yeah, John, by yeah. the way. He's a smart dude. His son's a hell of a football yes, player. Yes, he is. John was a very underrated football player on yeah. this team. And he was kind of a – he was one of those guys who – I want to say, like, all right, so, like, Ed Oliver right now. Mm-hmm. Ed Oliver is a great football mm-hmm. player, but Ed Oliver gets beat up a little bit in the media by people who don't, not media, fans. Sure, sure. Who don't know any better, because he doesn't put up eye-popping numbers. Well, it's
0: because they were told he was going to be Aaron Donald. Like, right. Ed Oliver's going to be right. Aaron Donald. Right, right. Like, like,
1: John Fino, you know, is going to be the next Will Wolford. And, right, Or right. Ken Hall, different positions, but right, same yep, yep, thing with the sure. offensive line. For sure. John was a really good offensive lineman, yep. but he didn't always get, at least at that time anyway, when he was playing the respect mm-hmm. that he deserved with Buffalo, I, I think fans later on absolutely did. But John's the kind of dude we'll say what's on his mind. I don't yeah. know if you've got him much of that vibe yet. with No, him, not, or,
0: but he's just, for me, he's very, the word I would use is magnanimous. He's very, he's just very attractional, at least yeah. from what I've, from, from my interaction, he blows up my, my phone. He texts me all the time. Like it's, and he'll text me silly stuff. He'll actually screenshot tw- tweets that I've made and then like text them to me and like make a joke off of them. He's, He's very interactive with fans. If He doesn't very. have that many followers. If you're not following him now, you should, at John Fina. Like, he, you will not regret following him. He's been very much a jokester. He's just kind of wanting to have fun. He seems very much intentionally trying to keep his opinions out of things as it pertains to some things, if that makes any
1: sense. It does. Um, yeah, right? So <laughs> That's what I'm saying. He's, he, he has struggled with that in the past. Well, I don't know if he called it a struggler or not, but yeah. John says what John feels, which, yeah. again, that I admire that. That's a good thing.
0: Yeah. Oh, but yeah, he, he I'm he, loving it. I love the insight. He, he gets, he doesn't get mad at me, but I, I can tell like when he goes on a lot of shows, uh, that he gets not fluff questions, but he gets normal questions. And like, when we do the off tackle stuff, like I send him a list of stuff and like, he like doesn't send me expletives, but he sends me like, and then like he's waving the pages in front of me being like, you know, cause I kind of beat him up and I'm like, John, I'm just trying to, I'm trying to ask you questions that I think fans want to know answers to. Yeah. Right. And, and it's hard for him sometimes cause he doesn't want to disparage players. Like, and I totally get that. Sure. So like, I'm I'm trying to work ways of asking him questions about Levi Wallace or AJ Klein or who these guys are or why and like what, you know, what's going on there because we as fans want to know. And he knows, he knows more about the game than Bruce Nolan. He knows more about the game than Greg Thompson. He knows more about the game than Eric, than you and me, than like the guys, the guys that you and I go to, to find out what the hell happened. John knows more than them. Sure. On a different level. Right. So I'm trying to find out what John knows. And sometimes, so sometimes he's like, you know well I had to spend six hours studying for this show like he gives me a hard time back and he does challenge me he's he's challenged me on several things there's been a there's been a couple certain points where i've been I've made a statement and he's told me I'm wrong and I'm that's good like no you're allowed to tell me you're right this is number one your show number two if I'm wrong then that's what I want to hear so my opinion is right right does
1: that make sense yeah so, it makes great sense but football would just the genes of running his family, like you know, right I said, John's a great, yeah, football player, obviously and a, a, a great professional football player and coach, and he's coach, totally, coach. A, and a coach. And yep. he's told him a million times his son at his age is better than he was, yep, you know, at his age. And yeah, players don't like to throw other players on the no, no, That's it's very difficult to get a, a guy to really be yeah. overly critical. I mean, they'll be critical within reason, yeah, but they're not going to slam. Like, if you ask John Feener. Or if, I just had Jerry Srosky on my show like a week or two ago, former yeah. Buffalo Bill. if I ask him the slam. Uh, I don't know, Brian Winters, right? You know, for sure, uh, that, that was he was to- he was the top. He was a
0: conversation with John. Right. Uh, uh, yep. Like,
1: yeah, Jerry's not going to sit there and, nope. and blast him because he knows what it takes to get to that level of football, just like John Fiena knows what it's like. Yeah. To get to that level of football, but anyway, when you, met, you mentioned John, it's no, just kinda- I would
0: I would wrap it up with this. John right now is he is Bill's mafia. So like literally, Bill, he's a Buffalo Bill for life, and he is. Every one of us, he is elated and he is excited for what this, what, that this team is coming back and that like, he, and he loves Josh Allen. And I would tell you that everybody, y- you want to follow him. And for me personally, I'm honored and humbled that I think I'm getting to the point where I can call him my friend. Yeah. I, I that's mean, awesome. Man. I mean, like, it's just like, he is just an awesome dude and he's a jokester and like, he's a nutball, and it's a lot of fun and he knows football. And those are the kind of people that I want to be around that don't take themselves too seriously. And like, will give me like, we'll text her in the game. And I'm like, what happened there? Yeah. <laughs> and they'll tell me, well, this was supposed to happen. There was uh the Steelers game. He texted me. uh He, t- he texted me with a minute left in the football game of the Steelers game. And you remember that game. that Like, the Steelers offense looked awful, and so did the Bills offense. Like, it was atrocious. He texted me with a minute left in the game uh before halftime and said, Dable's got him figured out. Allen's going to light it up in the second half. And I was like, wow. what are you watching? <laughs> 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 but he saw something. Like, he saw something in the adjustment that they had made even before halftime, and I think it was the whole shifting over to Cam uh, Hayward's side and letting T.J. kind of, you know, Daryl Williams handle T.J., but he knew it, and sure enough, dude, he called it. Like, I was like, holy crap. Like yeah, that, that's impressive because yeah. I didn't see it coming. Right. <laughs> I, I thought that game was going to be the first
1: one of 13 points, definitely. Yep. Uh, won that game. Yeah, John, I, I remember having him on the show, too. I remember him specifically saying, I'll let whatever you want to ask me, you know, because yeah. sometimes yeah. Some, some athletes don't want to talk about certain things. Like I said, if yep. I'm going to ask him, about a player that's struggling. I mean he'll he'll give a take, but some guys might not want to talk about stuff for like sure. That. John for doesn't sure. matter. You can talk about him. Last thing I want to say about the pro Bowl, then I'll wrap it up. And you had on yeah. Jordan Poyer, I'll say this. Rachel Bush has like a love hate relationship. Well a lot of Bill's Twitter. I don't follow I, her.
0: I don't I have no connection to Rachel at all. Right. Yeah.
1: Well I, I do. And she follows me on Twitter, by the way, but shame on her because she's supposed to be on this podcast a couple times, man. Every time <laughs> she tells me, All right, I'm gonna do the show, I'm gonna do the show and then I and then we go to set it up, and then I don't hear back from her. Paging but anyway, Rachel.
0: Paging Rachel Bush. Paging.
1: Yeah. <laughs> a lot of people, because of political stuff, yeah. mute Rachel Bush. Sure. I'll tell you yeah. this. If you unmute her for a couple days, because right now she's 100% right, she's yeah. been kind of going on a little bit of a rampage. I don't have her word. muted.
0: We're, we just don't follow each other, and I'm not really in that. Uh, uh, the circle's not even the right word. It's just not somebody that I follow. Well, so her
1: yeah. takes about her man's yeah, yeah. Jordan Boy are spot on, because yeah. it's robbery that he didn't make the Pro Bowl. I'm just... There's not much to add besides that, all right? I could throw out the numbers, but if you're a Bills fan, you watch the games, you already know.
0: And I think I saw Aaron. It was either Aaron or somebody. And if Aaron's listening, I'm sure he is, and I apologize if if I'm attributing this to you and it wasn't you, but somebody was saying that this is why these guys go for interceptions because obviously the big thing with Poyer, like the Cardinals game and the game after that was like, he wasn't swatting the ball down. He was trying to make the interception. And he said, this is why those interceptions matter, because this is what gets you noticed. This is what gets you paid and gets you the Pro Bowl. And the Pro Bowl matters. For those that haven't heard, uh, I saw – this might have been a Thompson thing. I saw job, by making the Pro Bowl, uh, Allen and like Tremaine Edmonds are going to make $4 million more like in their fifth year or yeah. their fourth year because they made the Pro they're, Bowl. Their fifth-year options. Right. They, they make more like, money Like it's a big deal. So. It begins to make sense, right? It's like, oh, that's why they're trying to get the picks. But that's yeah. the
1: thing, though. Boyer has Boyer's got two picks, man. Yeah, he's got Boyer's Two good. forced fumbles. He's got two sacks. He's got he, he's fifth in the NFL in tackles, six and a half for a loss. That uh, is egregious that he's not out on a, a
0: defense that has underperformed this season and is now finally performing. He has been solid the whole season. Yeah, and yeah.
1: I'll tell you. I, and sometimes I get a little heated at fans, and I think they whine about too many things. But this is one thing: if you're bitching about Jordan Boyer not being in the Pro Bowl, you, you're right.
0: Yep, you have yep. every, every right. right to.
1: So before we get out of here, I got two more things I want to sure, get sure, out. Sure. One of them is: so the Bills, we already know they're going to the playoffs. We already know they're going to have a home game. That's already been established. Mm-hmm. What we don't know, obviously, with two weeks left to go, is who they're going to play. Plenty of candidates. I wanted to ask you to power rank mm. in order of who you would like to see them play to who you would like to see them play the least. So week 18, the bills, cause they're not going to finish number one. So they're going to play in round one. They're going to be at home gonna, that yep. we know. Give me your order. Like who do you want to see? And who do you not want to see?
0: Well, first things first, whatever they got to do to finish the season and retain that number two spot. So There's a lot of conversation about resting players right now. For me, there is no resting of the players until that number two seed is secured, like clinched, which I believe they can do this weekend. If they win and something else happens, whether it's the Steelers or Yeah. They gotta
1: win. Green Bay's gotta beat Tennessee and Indy's gotta beat Pittsburgh. If right. all three of those things happen, week seventeen is irrelevant. So I'll tell you what, let me skip yeah, that yeah. then. Because you were going into the point that don't, I was gonna ask you last Oh, don't anyway. skip it. I
0: wanna I want I wanna answer that question, but don't skip it. So but we can go there first. Oh, we're
1: not skipping it, but we're just yeah, we're gonna go there first. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, this yeah. was the potential and this is what I was gonna end with, but we're kinda flip flopping. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So potential week seventeen dilemma, you you sorta leaked out your answer here already. Oh, yeah, yeah. But elaborate on it a little bit. So now my dilemma is this. So the Bills are going into week 17, and if they win, they get the number two seed. Yeah. If they – hold on. i want to make sure I get this right. I don't want it to fumble out of my mouth there. You're so if fine. they win, they get the number two seed. But do you play your starters to ensure that, or does your mindset become, well, I'd love to get the number two seed, but we won the division. We know we got a home game. Yeah. I don't want to risk Josh Allen. I don't want to risk Stephon Diggs. Uh, his foot might be bothering him a little bit, or Trey White and three or four other key starters. Sure. Are you going to sit your guys, or you're 100% sure that if you got the number two seed on the line, you're going to play all your starters?
0: So first things first, Stephon Diggs, I watched I rewatched the game today, and Stephon Diggs, after the play where he hurt his foot, stayed in the game for a couple more plays, so I don't think he's hurt as bad as we might think, right. which is good news. So I just wanted to put that out there for Bill's Mafia. Second, uh, the number t- number two seed is the most important thing there is, because... That guarantees you home field advantage up into the AFC Championship game, and oh, by the way, if the Chiefs lose, we get it all, all the, way, the through. way through. So to me, that is, and literally, if you've listened to anything that McDermott has said, home field advantage is the thing that's most important to him. Like he's like, you know, the next step is not making the playoffs. The next step is home field advantage because he knows that that is the road to the road to the Super Bowl. Like if we can be at home, like through the playoffs. So for me, yes, to answer the question. They are not resting anybody this weekend against against the, the the Patriots, and if it's on the line still against the Dolphins, you drive the Steelers into the or the, you drive the Dolphins into the ground. Like you, you do whatever you got to do to win that win that football game. Now, okay. No, I was go ahead, go ahead. I was going to say now to your next question, but I think you get something. else.
1: I have a thought. Okay. When it comes to that, the only way I would potentially maybe rest my starters is if I want to play Miami in the playoffs. <laughs> That's what I'm getting to right now
0: right right. Like, right
1: in a perfect world we don't have to worry about that because in a perfect yep. world they are already gonna have it locked up and then miami who cannot afford to rest right. their starters because right. they're playing to get in right they're not gonna be able to do that and the bills could see them again in the playoffs which kind of leaks into yep going back to what i asked you i want you yes. to power rank power your rank. opponents right now so from again the, the most to, to the least where where do you fall with that?
0: So for me, what what's funny too is uh, bring me the dolphins. <laughs> and that's literally me too. Bring me the dolphins. Bring me the Hawaiian kid <laughs> that that went played college in Alabama and plays professional football as a rookie in Miami. Bring me that kid in the, the second week of January in Orchard Park, New York. Like that's the guy that I want to see. Like hundred percent. Like I'm not even convinced that the Dolphins can beat our backups the first week of January in Orchard Park. I would be surprised. I mean, it, it clearly is. Good. We're going to find out what Matt, Matt Barkley might have, right? I mean, it's going to come down to Matt Barkley. And if you want a conversation or a fuel to the fire, of why Josh Allen's the MVP? Throw Matt Barkley out there, or even the couple plays we've seen Matt Barkley play this year haven't been exactly great. Uh, but for for me, bring me the Dolphins. I want the Dolphins first. Teams I don't want would probably be the 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 Browns. The Browns are just hot right now. Um, I'm not sold necessarily on Baker Mayfield. Who you got? So you've got the Browns. You've got the you've got the the Titans. You've got uh, the Colts. You've got uh, Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh potentially. Pittsburgh, if, unless they slide all the way out of it, I don't want to see the Ravens. Like I just for me, the Ravens are a cold weather team and they're a run first team. I just don't. Yes, we can stack up and we can make Lamar beat us on the you know through the air, which I'm not convinced he can do. I don't. So so it's probably for me the Dolphins first, and it's probably the Colts second because the Colts are an indoor football team. So give me the Colts second. And then I'm probably going to be around Tennessee third, but then again, you know you've got Derrick Henry. But we've played Derrick Henry and done pretty well against him in the past. And then you can sprinkle in the Browns and the Steelers. I don't the Steelers. I'm not even sure the Steelers are going to make the playoffs. At well, this they're
1: point. in. They are in. Are they? In? The, the, but they could very easily lose their division. So we they could. Be are we place. in a
0: position where three teams from the north could make it? Yes, the Ravens. So if the Dolphins fl- flank out or, or or fluff out, then it's so then it'd be the, the Ravens, Ravens, the Browns, and the Steelers. Yeah. right. Gotcha.
1: Yep. I, I'm 100% on board with you in Miami. I'd almost be, I'm not, I'm, I'm with you ultimately. I wouldn't rest my starters, but I'd, I'd listen to that conversation if it meant getting to play Miami in, in the yeah. first round. That's how confident I am that the Bills would beat Miami. I actually had Pittsburgh second. I'm not afraid of them. Uh, I, think I, I think they're shot. I'm, I think, agreement. I think, I'm trying to think of some players, and maybe it might not even be football, that just seem like they got old overnight.
0: Uh, that football game, Pittsburgh versus the Bengals, and what exactly a, what a tra- what a tragedy that game was is travesty tragedy whatever. Watching Ben, Ben reminded me of Jim Kelly late. Yeah, of what of what Jim Kelly used to be, and then like that 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 last playoff game that Jim Kelly played against the Jaguars. That's all I could. That's all I could see in my head. Jim was was big. He was he lumbered. Was kind of slow. His arm wasn't there. I was like. Like as a kid, I was just like everything that I wanted the world to be was like crumbling down around me. When I And I, I just got that reminiscence last night. I was in that football game.
1: I was just like, ugh. I'll tell you right now, I, I, want, I would not mind playing him. And that's exactly what I was getting at. Talking about Big Ben. Boxing, all right? I grew up, mm. not grew up, I was already in my young adult years. Roy Jones Jr., not the Roy Jones Jr. who just boxed Mike Tyson. Yeah, yeah, Roy yeah, yeah, yeah. Jones, when he was one of the best light heavyweights in, <laughs> right. in the history of boxing. Right, He was a great fighter and he st- stuck around too long and he got old and he started getting pummeled in the ring. Mm -hmm. I kind of feel like that when it comes to Big Ben. They got no running game whatsoever. Eric Ebron got carted out, so Vance McDonald's their tight end, and they got injuries on defense. I mean, their defense is good. Don't get me wrong, but they're down two inside linebackers. I'm not afraid at all to play Pittsburgh. Then I would have Indy. For reasons like you said first of all i'm not afraid of philip rivers either
0: no philip um, rivers in the cold uh dome team in the cold in buffalo which at that point in time is going to be week week four of january i mean yeah.
1: indy's a good team i mean they got a good balance they got good running backs they got right. a pretty good defense but i mean and you're not again you're playing good teams so yeah, these yeah. are all playoff teams at this point but i put indy there uh cleveland probably after that yeah um obvious reasons they can run the football they can you know, run they the football good. well miles garrett is a game wrecker yep. you know if uh darrell williams or Deion dawkins are you know if they play bad that day miles yep. garrett could well they line him all they himself. line
0: him up all over the defensive yeah. line too like they don't they, they do very much yeah, absolutely yeah. so
1: i i consider cleveland a legitimate threat i I'm not going to even entertain a conversation about Baker Mayfield being better than uh <laughs> He's not. than Josh Allen. He's not. I, I, somebody in the media said that. And it, just, it was Bayless. Of course it was. <laughs> That's why I said he says things for reaction. Um, Tennessee. Now, Indy or Tennessee, one of them are not going to win a division. Mm-hmm. I, I don't – Tennessee, there's something about Tennessee. First of all, Derrick Henry, is that something that I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He can run the football. Ryan Tannehill played really well against Buffalo the first time they played him this year, which – you know that was a long time ago, when you said that game doesn't a throw count. Away.
0: It doesn't count. It's a throwaway. Don't even count that game. He doesn't count. Me. That game doesn't count as much as as Derrick Henry doing the angry runs to Josh Norman. That play doesn't exist. If there was a flag on <laughs> that play. That play does not exist. I don't know why they keep showing it. That game doesn't exist either. In my mind, <laughs>
1: right. Well, they do have two good wide receivers too. They got they do. talent. Yep. All right, so yep, they yep. could score. That's the kind of game if we're playing Tennessee. If if we're playing Miami, if we're playing Pittsburgh. If we're playing Indy, I think we can win those games. And Cleveland too, yeah. I think we can win those games if our defense plays the way our defense is capable. Agreed. Even if the offense isn't that good that day, sure. I don't think we can beat Tennessee if Josh Allen has a bad day. Agreed. Because Tennessee's got a lot of talent on offense, and they're gonna get, they're gonna get their yards. They're gonna get their
0: points. Well, Tannehill might be the best game manager I've ever seen. Yeah, he's
1: he's good. There's,
0: there's like there's a balance between quarterbacks that are game managers and great quarterbacks, and it, like 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 game managers are good. But then, look, like, when they flip over to great, like when they're clutch, like Josh Allen is or Pat Mahomes is or some of these other guys. But like Tannehill's like right on that line between like good game manager and like he hasn't crossed over, but he's a really, really good game manager.
1: Yeah, they scare me. And yeah. then I agree with you also. Baltimore probably would be the last team yeah, I don't that I'd want to see in the first round. Yeah. Although Lamar Jackson has not played well in the playoffs, but yeah. this could be the game where he's capable physically of doing it. Baltimore's just a winning organization and they're playing really good yeah. right now too, by the way, they're starting to, yeah. they're probably playing well. Together. They're probably now for them to get in. They might not get in. They got to win out. Yep. And I think, uh, the Dolphins not, have to lose man, Miami has to lose a game, yep. which I, I can't remember I'm drawing a plate right now who they're playing, but obviously they're playing bills. Buffalo in week 17, which they got to go on the road. And if the bills don't wrap that up, Baltimore's got a good chance of making the playoffs. Yeah. I think they're playing the Giants, and then I, I can't remember, but I know they're favored to win that game.
0: You've convinced me. One, two, three. Dolphins, Steelers, and then Colts. I think so. I think I would change my yes. I, I think there's a chance, and I I think you said they've clinched. If the if the Steelers continue to lose two more games, that puts them at five losses. Wouldn't that put them out?
1: No, they're in. They're definitely they're in. in. Gotcha. I, I looked I looked today, and I remember seeing they've that uh, I, they could easily lose their division. They've I know clinched. that Cleveland yes. can win the division. In fact, Baltimore, or not Baltimore, Pittsburgh's playing Cleveland in Week 17, and that oh, ultimately could end up being for the division, especially yeah. if Pittsburgh loses this week against Indy. But anyway, yeah, I'm on the same page. Last question, and I'm definitely going to let you go here. Roger, roger. By the way, coming here from church again in West Seneca, <laughs> this is really refreshing. Live church. Where would you land Josh Allen and also Shaw McDermott if you were responsible right now for naming NFL MEP mm-hmm. and NFL Coach of the Year? where would you have each of them finish
0: uh well where would i have them finish i don't so to me the mvp is a different conversation than coach of the year right. um i don't know that mcdermott is man it's weird right because mcdermott has done a fantastic job but it's like mcdermott is very similar to me like stefanski yeah. uh, i don't know why stefanski is getting like coach of the year conversations good job sir you made a super bowl roster play good like it's it's like the, does that make sense like it's, it's not like he's taking trash from the trap like what McDermott did the first year he was here when they made the playoffs like that was like magical like McDermott did something that year McDermott for me I don't know I don't know necessarily where he falls um as far probably in the top three but I don't know if he's I don't know if he's the coach of the year Josh Allen is a is a different story altogether um I'm clearly biased you know I've got obviously Bill's Mafia goggles on um, I just don't know for me right now if anybody is playing better football in the last three to four five weeks than Josh Allen is. Um, and the reality is, is, is that enough? That's the question I don't know. So, you know, is Aaron Rodgers going to get it because he's Aaron Rodgers, right? And he's played good foot good football all year long. Or is it about, you know, who's the most valuable player to their football team and possibly, I mean, I don't know, to me that's it's, – it's a tough question. Where does Josh – he probably finishes too but behind Aaron Rodgers because it's Aaron. I, I mean, I don't – wilson's out of the conversation i don't think mahomes has played mvp level football this year i I mean his numbers are there but he hasn't played well the last couple weeks in my opinion like i I think mm -hmm.
1: i think mahomes is i think he's gonna win i'm not saying he should win i I think he's going to though i personally right now if i was in charge i think aaron Rodgers would be my mvp for starters he was kind of i don't want to say he's running off but he had, they kind mm-hmm. of, almost semi-kicked him out of the door. They drafted a quarter.
0: Look, right. By the way,
1: what a horrible draft that was for the Packers. They drafted a quarterback <laughs> in the first round who hasn't played. They drafted a 400-pound running back in the second round and a tight end in the third. It's just, it was mind-blowing. But anyway, Aaron Rodgers has been consistent, I think, pretty much all year. Mahomes yeah. yep. is, I think he's just that guy that's, he's going to win a lot of MVPs, man. He he is like Josh Allen in a way. He's just must-see. CV. Now I'm a Kansas Agreed. City Chiefs fan and I'm a little bit biased. Are you really? I am. Be- and the only reason why, well, two reasons. Number one, because I like watching them. They're fun to watch. But also Damone Harris, who went to UB. Oh, that's right. That's good right. family friend of mine. That's right. who, yep, yep. He's on the Chiefs organization right. right now. He's only on the practice squad as of yep. this moment. But anyway, so I watch a lot of their football games and they're fun. I think Josh Allen's going to finish third. I think he, you can make a fair case for him to finish second. You just hell man, you can make a fair case for him to finish first. You could. By the way, there's still two more games left. That's right. If the Bills finish 13 and 3 and he plays both games and he and he has a really good if final If he goes out games. if
0: he goes out and he throws 400 yards and gets four touchdowns against the, the Patriots this week, to me you might see another flip switch. Like then people might be like, "Um, we got to talk about this."
1: Yeah, I agree. Coach of the year, I, I do think Stefanski is going to win. I not. how because First of all, sentimental reasons. He's a rookie coach. Cleveland hasn't had a winning season since 2007, and they haven't made the playoffs since 2002. And he's got them at, what are they, 10 and 11 ten. and 3 right now, I think. Yeah, right? I think or they're, ten and, ten, they're and 10 and 4. They're 10 and 4. They're 10 and 4, and four yeah. right now. So they already got 10 wins with two games left. They're they're probably going to make the playoffs. They're going to make the playoffs. Potentially might win their division. I, 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 no training camp. No preseason. I mean, no pre. There was straight again. No preseason sure, games. Sure, Rookie head coach. Uh, they've just, been they've been an underachieving an organization. Now I do agree with your point. This team has had that roster great. They've had elite level talent on this team for years, and he's just finally doing the he's, job. He's got that, Miles Garrett.
0: He's got Joe. Yeah. Not Joe Hayden. He's got who's a who's a. He's got a, he's got a great cornerback. Like he's got. I don't know, man. The offensive line is great. Like they got the two killer running back. I mean, Kareem Hunt was a superstar with the Chiefs and he's yeah. like the backup guy on their football team. They've yeah, got he's
1: got the top pick of the draft, the quarterback from twenty uh twenty seventeen. Right. Or twenty eighteen. So the the talent's been there for like kitchens and then just yeah kind of dropped the Sucked. ball. Yeah. He didn't. So for that reason he wins. <laughs> I think the battle for number two is going to be I think McDermott I currently have him at two. Yeah. Maybe if Miami makes the playoffs you can make a case for Flores to finish second. because They're ahead of schedule. They're definitely ahead of schedule. Yeah, I would agree. like the they remind me a lot of the Bills actually in 2017 where Agreed. we did not expect that. But they're uh, they're right there on the cusp of uh, –
0: I'm not looking forward to their two first-round draft picks next year either or this, you know, 2021. So the fact that they're going to, to continue to stack that football team.
1: So. As fellow elder Bills fans <laughs> here, I, something you said stuck out to me earlier <laughs> – I'm looking forward to years and years and years, hopefully, of Buffalo, Miami. I mean, young fans, they really never got to experience that. You know, our teams have both pretty much been lousy because New England's just destroyed its division, man. But you go back to those days of Kelly versus Marino, and it was just nothing like it.
0: The only thing we all have in common is the Jets suck. The Jets have (laughs) always sucked. (laughs) All
1: right, everyone, give Joe a follow on Twitter, at Joe Miller Wired. Yep. This is a lot of fun, man. I'm very happy. That I wish we had we wings and, and beers. I do. That's the part that sucks. <laughs> Come to a compromise here. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, having yeah. some beers, having some wings, being able yeah, to do dude. this at a bar or a restaurant would have been yeah. a great time. But yeah. again, it's still it's better than nothing. Yeah. And again, we you know we kind of complain about some things that are going on in the world, but I know you share a lot of the same beliefs I do. That at the end of the day, we're we're lucky to yeah. fortunate to to have our family's health, to Agreed. have our health, and Agreed. to be able to sit here and just. You know, shoot the shit a little bit. Talk some bills and, uh, you know, have a good time. Right before Christmas again, man. Merry Christmas. Thank you so much for doing the podcast, man.
0: You the man. Appreciate it. All
1: right, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. Don't know when I'm going to be doing another show. I said this, to be fair, before I left for Buffalo everything's hectic. I have no idea what's going on. So it might a be a week. You need a break. I do need. No, I don't need a break. I need more shows. Now that I have, I, I kind of got the energy going around. I'm sitting around my mother-in-law's house doing nothing for the last few days, kind of losing my mind. But now I had you on the pod and I kind of want to go out and get some more. So I don't know, man. Stay <laughs> tuned. Follow me on Twitter, at Bad Tweets. I will be having an announcement whenever the hell I have a new show, who my guest is going to be. Till then, I'll talk to you soon.